0: Red Sox fans the Boston Red Sox are world champions. the captain, it's all right. Injury Time podcast. My name is Jordan
1: Robinson, uh, uh, and my name is Darren Matthews, and this is a very special Injury Time podcast. This
0: is the last, the last
1: day of school, buddy. So yeah, this is the last. Sh- this is the one where we figure out what we're going to talk about for the rest <laughs> of the summer.
0: <laughs> no, we we got Ga and we got the Euros. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, we have too much to talk about. If anything, Um sure. so yeah. Basically, this episode we'll talk briefly uh, just about each of the major European leagues, all concluding this weekend. Uh, people who won their league people who are getting relegated and things like that and just have a wee recap of the season and I am very 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 happy to announce officially this is a last po- or last podcast this is a, um, a entry time podcast exclusive West Ham United will be in Europe next year <laughs> man I am in such a good mood
1: well done, well done, West Ham. I mean, obviously, hey. the biggest yeah. thing about you is your stadium. So far,
0: <laughs> never, ever thought that would happen in a million yeah. years. This time last year, uh, well, you know, this time last season, you know, we weren't good. We won the last couple of games, but you're like, eh, it's going to be a relegation battle next year. We're going. We qualified. We're not getting in the back door by like having the least amount of yellow cards. We've qualified. You, you're, the Europa League twice by doing that That is pretty impressive uh, Yeah, it's it's quite difficult for me to understand that you know, the West Ham that I'm used to have reached the pinnacle of uh, getting into Europe which is absolutely fantastic and hey Um, English, English clubs, uh, you know, they've had, uh, uh, you know, good rub of, the, rub of the green, I believe that's the the terminology I want to use. Uh, in the Europa League recently, uh, it could have been, what, two Europa League finals with both English clubs. Chelsea and Arsenal did it, but Arsenal failed to do it this year. And on Wednesday, United play Villarreal. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, this time next year, West Ham could be playing
1: Tottenham. <laughs> In the Europa League, yeah, this is
0: uh, this crazy is the, this look. is the
1: most exciting thing that happened since Fulham got into it a few years back. So. I know, right? Uh, a little bit
0: crazy, um, but we'll start off today um, just briefly going over the final day of um, Premier League scores. So this is the end, the end, the end. <laughs> I, I I forgot. This is the end. No. I don't know. I don't I don't listen to the doors, Um <laughs> but I think it's so, this is the end my friend, isn't it? That's it. That's song? it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Jim Morrison's dead though. Um <laughs> don't know why I was laughing. Uh so uh all the kickoffs were at 4 p.m. today. So, you know, were you supposed to bet on any of the games because they were the all the early kickoff? So
1: uh yeah well we I mean, know i don't bet the early i just meant that today i only got to watch one match normally i yeah. can spread myself out flicking over checking out games kind of getting the vibe of how it's going but yeah today i was like just gonna watch the united match yeah and i hope to god next year we don't have that fucking jersey but anyway <laughs> <laughs> well uh so uh we'll start off with arsenal
0: against brighton uh at the Emirates stadium uh arsenal coming out two nil winners there which, yeah. you know, it was the shot in the arm they needed. Um, and it's quite unfortunate for them not qualifying for Europe uh, just off the back of other um, results today. But, uh, you know, for play Arsenal, we'll see what happens in the off
1: season. But um, would you give Miguel Arteta another year in charge? Uh, if I was the Arsenal board, probably not, because... Obviously, from the days of Arsene Wenger, if you don't finish fourth, you're nobody. You know I mean? yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's, that's I... how they that's how they keep the club in business. You yeah, have exactly. To be in Europe. exactly. You're not going to get through Europe, but you have to be in there to get the the handout. That that's the bare minimum. You know I mean? The yep. bare minimum. Um,
0: moving on to uh, Villa Park, uh, Aston Villa beat Chelsea
1: two one with Chelsea yeah, I... getting a red card at the end. I think it was Aspel Quetta. This I did see. Aston Villa's first goal was brilliant it was a set piece from a corner mm-hmm. um it was real it looked like pure training ground stuff but training ground stuff you could teach in on the 14 team pretty much everybody sort of went to attack and Traore just sort of wandered out he, he, it didn't look like it was too urgent there was nobody on him mm-hmm. wandered out takes the ball and he does like this beautiful little bouncing shot that like, fucking straight into the roof of the net it was it was so lovely the I fucking guy. love Bertrand Traore. Like, he is such yeah. a good player. Great Villa were. I mean, like, there was a lot of teams, and we'll cover it in the roundup. A real up and down team. It seemed to be like they were playing absolute dynamite stuff, and then they had a. I mean, every team seemed to have a period just in the fucking trenches this year. Yeah. Where it all went to shit for a while. Yeah. And we'll cover we'll cover that more. But yeah, beating Chelsea two one on the and the. Uh, final again at the final day and then also maybe a wee dent in the confidence of chelsea before oh
0: a huge dent with mendy going off with a a, i think it was a a knee injury or something just after the um halftime break and before the big uh, final basically yeah so it's going to be you know if i was a chelsea fan be very tense the next couple of days uh timo werner also got the disallowed goal but surprise surprise it was offside and it, it's pretty bad. I'm almost sure Ben Chilwell has more goals than Timo Werner this year. Actually? I, I, I'm not sure. We'll double check that. But uh, I'm, I'm almost certain in all competitions, like at least it feels ah, that but, way.
1: But Timo Werner must, he must be up there with the most amount of goals that weren't given.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure he knows the offside rule. I'm <laughs> that <out> like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, it's different in the Bundesliga apparently. Um so moving on, McConnel's going to be a happy man, 2-0 Newcastle win
1: against Fulham. Yeah, Newcastle really rallied just for the end of days, didn't they? They really I mean, fucking did like. But yeah, Newcastle actually have some solid players there and we're just like have you have you not been here this year or were you not playing? Newcastle maybe the award for the most schizophrenic team in the league.
0: Oh, 100%, 110%. Yeah.
1: I have another suggestion for it, but we'll get to them later. But yeah, okay. definitely. Uh, yes. Moving on, Leeds got another three points against West Brom, winning 3-1. We have to be very careful to make sure that this isn't you and I just praising Leeds for 45 minutes. But yes, well done, Leeds. Hey. I've, I I think we've enjoyed them all year. We've I am really very happy.
0: And look at them. They, they, they're the only team that came up from last year that obviously are staying up in the Premiership. Yeah. But finishing, what, 10th? Man, yeah. that is it. Fucking great achievement! Like, um, moving on to the game of the day, undoubtedly, um, Leicester are were hosting Tottenham uh, at the King Power Stadium. Uh, finished four two to Tottenham. Now, I didn't get I I like I have watched no football today, so uh, I didn't get to see any of the goals or anything like that. Looking forward to it. on Match of the day, but two goals by Jamie Fardy. Harry Kane could have scored his last goal for Tottenham. Uh, Casper yep. Schmeichel with the own goal, and then two goals by Gareth Bale. And the it, this is what I so. want to
1: know: How does a keeper score an OG?
0: Hey, uh, with hard work and determination.
1: Uh, no, this is going to be match of the day. it Has to be watched. How the? Yeah. I don't get how. I mean, you can fluff a back yeah. pass or something. Maybe it's that, but oh,
0: because I imagine? saw him
1: listed as an OG, and I was like, I fucking keeper score an OG.
0: I know he's probably we'll still hung out. over from the FA Cup, like to be fair. That's um. True. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Moving on, Liverpool have secured Champions League football with a 2-0 win over Crystal Palace uh, at Anfield, which is, you know, a surprise them getting all three points. But And notoriously cold striker Sadio Mane getting both goals in each half.
1: Yeah, and also, I mean... Like, Roy's retiring, would you not have yes. been fucking sound and let him get a win for his last day? I
0: know, you fucking assholes. Um, this is the biggest foregone conclusion of the whole day, but Manchester City beat Everton
1: 5-0. I think that's just that's probably the gulf that was demonstrated in the rest of the league, which was Man City able to put five past a team that were challenging for European football. Yeah, you know cr- I mean? so that's...
0: crazy. So, uh, loads of scorers today. Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Gabriel Jesus... Phil Foden and Sergio Aguero getting two on his final game for Man City before he leaves for Barcelona.
1: Yeah, he didn't even start, did he not? No. He started the game?
0: No. Uh, he came on in the 65th minute and by the 76th minute, he had two goals. So you knew he was just looking for that hat trick to finish out his career with City. which that was amazing. I know he, he definitely is one of the best strikers that the Premiership has ever seen. And uh, it kind of looks like his, you know, twilight but you know we said i said the same thing when luis suarez went to barcelona after leaving liverpool uh, probably not not correctly because he was still one of the best strikers in the world at that point um but, but yeah it'll be interesting to see if he'll have a positive effect in barcelona but yeah sheffield united against burnley finished up uh one nil to sheffield united uh i think i don't know did the, did the teams even turn up?
1: I, was, is this, I would like it'd be interesting to see the team sheets if it was maybe the kids or because yeah. obviously she, probably half of the Sheffield team are negotiating with their agents to get them out of uh exactly, a team bond, even yeah, tr- though they're on a team that came up. So take your oil, Sheffield, get down there. Very strange. Um, moving on, West Ham
0: are hosting Southampton, and I'm very. You know, it could have gone all wrong for us today, but we got all three points with three goals, two from uh, Fernals and one from actually Declan Rice, who apparently knows how to score. Um, And yeah, very, very happy to announce that with this, West Ham have finished fifth, uh, or no, not fifth, sorry, sixth, uh, which secures them a Europa League spot.
1: Oh my Uh, God. Yeah, I think we can give this, we can definitely give this one a bit of time because you're the West Ham fan on the podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. West Ham, my who. Well done, lads. That's um, definitely a club punched above weight, but producing some of the best individual players in the league this year, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard hard to um, argue that point, but uh, we are going to discuss our underrated or our kind of like surprise players of the year in terms of the premiership. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's that's the West Ham squad then. Yeah, essentially, whether it be, you know, uh, Thomas, so check yourself before you wreck yourself. uh, Vladimir Soufal, uh, Declan Rice, uh, even Jared Bowen to a certain extent, Miguel Antonio. And, you know, obviously you can't forget Fornals and Jesse Lingard, obviously coming to West Ham halfway through the season. And it's just fucking lighting the league on fire, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Which no, is, um, hey, best thing to see. And we'll wrap... Always, with- always good to see, always good to see what would be a mid-table team actually progress to a, a European spot or just... Love, it's great. It, it brings the romanticism back into football to see a team that shouldn't be doing it, doing it. Yeah, it's be- beautiful, yeah. mate. It's fucking beautiful. Um, moving on.
0: So the final Manchester United game finished with a 2-1 win at Molyneux against Wolves. Yeah. Take it away, Darren.
1: <laughs> well, that was... um. I actually only found out after the game that that was uh, Espirito Santos. That's his last game.
0: Yeah, that's his last game in charge of Wolves after four years.
1: Now, what I was worried about was... Whoever they get in the next year, who's actually going to speak Portuguese to the entire Portuguese staff <laughs> that he that he brought to the club? I was like, yeah. he is he only signing Portuguese players, or what's the score?
0: Hey man, I think you know what they'll probably follow him to Tottenham or Crystal Palace or wherever he's going to go after Wolves. Like, yeah. um, I mean, I, I think it would be a very very lateral move if he were to go to Crystal Palace, but yeah. uh, no, I reckon he would be a uh, you know decent manager for Spurs. So it'll, yeah. be in,
1: it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens in the off-season. Um, no, I, I think it was cool as well that they were allowed 4,500 Wolves fans to actually give him a, a send-off because yeah. I think he, he's been very good for Wolves. Wolves probably another team who, you know, I, I, you don't want to sound like a dick by saying, she, you know, wouldn't kind of have their place in business being in there, but it's brilliant to see those clubs do that. And I thought he actually was a really, really good manager. He's real fucking aggressive. He had Wolves playing some lovely football, but... Mm. Um, Wolves, another another maybe um, schizophrenic team for the year, where it seemed like they were flying. I've got three or four teams that really fucking hit a new gear and then completely fucking bellied up. So we'll, we'll do that in the list. But yeah, yeah. Um, Van der Beek, uh Van, sorry, Van, Donny Van der Beek got a, they got the penalty after getting sort of stamped on. Not not stamped on. He, he kind of caught him. One of those ones where VAR, by the letter of the law, gives it. But if you're just watching the game, you'd be like, "You're all right, play on." Yeah, you yeah. Know, that kind of thing. So kind of thing. Yeah. Another, another potential sort of VAR being a pain in the hole, but yeah, I mean, lucky as a United fan, you'll take two one. But especially after losing the the previous three games, which United had mm-hmm. done. So as I said to you, not totally sure how United lost that many games and finished second, but that's the Gulf in the league between City and everybody, everybody else. else. Yeah, it's just utter madness, um, and also Mata, Mata scoring the penalty. I'd say Mata might be gone by the end of the year, so that could that could be a nice wee send off for him as well.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it was nice to see Mata get a goal. Like, because I've always liked him, even when he was with Chelsea. Um, he was always just one of those guys where you're like, I want to see him do good um so uh we'll round up the premiership for this entire year this is the first time we're doing it here on injury time but uh your premier league champions of this season are manchester city with uh, 86 points in total followed by united liverpool chelsea leicester west ham tottenham arsenal leeds everton aston villa newcastle wolves crystal palace southampton brighton Burnley and the three teams getting relegated are Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United. So Darren, biggest surprise team this season for
1: you? Who is it? Biggest surprise team this season is probably a tie game between Leeds and West Ham.
0: Oh, excellent!
1: Now I knew I knew when Leeds were coming up with the kind of the total football, the very aggressive attacking style. Mm-hmm. Um. I knew they were probably going to cause problems. Like they would get points off a lot of teams that didn't have that. They would probably struggle against teams that were sort of better defensively. But they had some fucking great results this year. They were great. And then uh coming up with a bunch of teams, you know, like I don't think they were they weren't really able to secure too many people from the transition, were they? From championship to Premier That's League. A so huge amount, they kind of, I think
0: Rodrigo they kind was of just, their kind of marquee signing.
1: Yeah, they just kind of went for it and it was brilliant to see the like first game of the season, four three against Liverpool, really statement of intent. I think they were great. Um, I think you and I, as we said, I sent you that meme where we find it hard to criticize Leeds because they're just, just really fun to watch. It's like watching a Sunday League team compete at the highest level. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like is. fuck it, run, and they're so fit, they're so fast. Them and West Ham, your team, man. I, th- I think West Ham were great. I would have previous years, you would have, you probably could have went to the bookies and just bet that West Ham wouldn't get above tenth. Nope. definitely not. Yeah, so they really ever good. Uh, Lingard was a fucking brilliant loan deal they got in the middle of the year. Um, uh, but then, as you say, like getting a couple of boys onto like the England team, you have got your Declan Rice and that kind of stuff. Really, mm-hmm. really good, very, very good. I thought there were um then Thomas Suchek, He was a fucking scoring machine. He had a re- had a real phase. It was kind of wasn't scoring, then seemed to never fucking miss. Yeah, and uh, Michael Antonio, great striker as well. Sadly, obviously got hurt and then. Wasn't oh yeah, halfway injured part.
0: halfway through the season. I genuinely think the turning point for us this season was getting rid of Sebastian Hilaire. Yeah. Who obviously was a big money signing from Frankfurt coming in. He was, you know, supposed to be the target man of the team, um, and yeah, we sold him for a loss, like a big loss to Ajax, um, who we'll talk about later. But yeah, uh, we got the money, we got some money for it, and I'm sure that went somewhere to, you know, securing people like Thomas Socek and Vladimir Suval, uh, and. You know to pay the wages of Jesse Lingard now that he's at West Ham for however long. So yeah, I, I definitely think that was the turning point for our season. But in terms of biggest surprises for me, I will also give it either West Ham uh, playing very well or Sheffield United.
1: Yeah, I I was trying to stay on the positive, but I'm mean, yeah, no. I, I get. But you know all your stories finish with somebody dying. So yeah, go <laughs> go for it. why is it Sheffield? <laughs> the death of sheffield united uh man it's just uh jackal and Hyde seasons
0: like uh, in comparison to last season uh it's it's sad to see because they were as you were saying you know people who didn't really have uh, any say being there but were competing on the top level and that's what we love to see and unfortunately they just kind of i don't know what happened uh maybe no major shinings or anything like that or uh you know
1: just I mean, Look, obviously, they went Dane into this Anderson. year <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, they went into this year probably with the same enthusiasm of doing so well last year, but then the realities of, you've got like, oh yeah Phil Jagielka playing centre-back, who's 38 and, yeah you know, um McGoldrick wasn't firing, they were having trouble Definitely with keepers lost their keeper back to United, all that kind of stuff There were factors that kind of set them up for a loss at the start of the year, but I didn't think they'd be gone as quick. Oh, yeah. Um I thought they would still be a bit sort of valiant, but the fight was kicked out of them, but I mean, they got a couple of like they beat United, so they got points off us. Big um, scalp, big scalp. They got. I think they beat two or three big teams, but they just, they just couldn't seem to get together, and mm. they seem to have some rotten luck as well. I watched a few of their games, and it just felt like nothing bounced for them. No decision went for them. It was. I don't know if there's luck in football, but it was. It was sometimes, sometimes not fair to watch. You know, kind of thing. Because I really did. I really liked them from the previous year, but Leeds kind of seemed to have taken their plucky underdog spot this year. Yeah. But um, as well, I, I kind of felt bad as well. I felt bad that they sort of ditched the manager before the end of the year. Yeah. No gone. There was no need. Let the man finish. I thought he, I mean, how do you sack a guy that brought you from fucking Division 2 to the Premier League?
0: Yeah, it, it is. Uh, and we probably should have covered this more when it was happening. Because I didn't necessarily like, because obviously I wasn't following Sheffield United like since they got relegated uh, in that season we brought Tevis in. Um, you know, and it was... Uh, I'm not saying it's sweet revenge, but all I'm saying is, you know, we had to pay them several millions uh, out of court settlement. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically I haven't really, uh, they weren't on my radar for a long time. Uh, and then they get promoted into the premiership uh, and they have that good season. Uh, and you go like, okay, this is something that people have to look at and see. okay, it's, It's a sustainable option for you to promote youth players through your ranks, Uh, remain loyal to the manager that you have. uh, And these are the possibilities that can come out of it with, you know, good management uh, and good uh, communication between the board and the management and not a hell of a lot of money spent on like big money signings. So, yeah, I it, think that's it, it kind of shows you a template of what can happen, but obviously that you may need to change or rearrange some stuff when you get to the pinnacle,
1: which is the Premiership. Yeah, it was, um, it was unfortunate to see. And then, but I mean, the rest of the year was kind of weird. I, do you remember? I mean, not even that we were doing the podcast at this point, but Man City, everyone kind of hit their ditch at different yeah. times of the year. Man City were awful at the start. Man City were shit. And like I think it was like October and we were like, oh my God, Liverpool's going to walk this league. Yeah. And look what and happened. You know like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, United had a bad start. Um, when I talked about like my most schizophrenic teams of the year, uh, earlier in the season, mm-hmm. Southampton were top. Yeah. And then got one point out of a possible 30 in 10 games. You're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so it was weird. There was like Tottenham were top at Christmas. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah, Everton, another example. Everton were so good at the start of the year, they looked like fucking Real Madrid in the 90s. You know, what they I mean? really did like playing really good football. And to be fair, they, uh, I don't know if Everton will be they'd probably be annoyed about the season because I, I think be. they, they got points off everybody that finished the top six, they beat all those teams, mm-hmm. they beat but us, they beat but City. They, United. He said beat United, beat Liverpool. That just—I don't know what happened. There were obviously those games when we were not paying attention. You know, that can be where you're you draw with Burnley or you fucking lose to West Brom. You let that happen too many times and
0: you this just drop out of that
1: spot. And also, I mean, even coming in the last few weeks, that that the compression in the middle of the table. I'd say like not even I said the fucking top one. When Man City were over the hill, United could have been caught by anybody. Oh, yeah. But everybody was beating everybody. It was the weirdest results. Teams were going from, like, fucking 12th to 4th, you know, in, like, two games. It was yeah. so... So it was kind of weird, because even though the, the, the league itself seemed decided quite early, everything else in the middle was so in flux. That's what you love to see, though, isn't it? I know for it a fact things exciting. That, yeah. Um,
0: uh, so we'll just cover this quickly. The championship playoffs um started at the weekend there with uh Brentford playing Bournemouth uh over two legs and Swansea playing uh Barnsley over two legs and the final this Saturday is going to take place between Brentford and
1: Swansea. Okay, do I maybe wouldn't mind seeing Brentford up because we've had Swansea before. Yeah. Swansea have yo- so maybe give somebody else a crack. I'm very yeah.
0: I'm very I'm very excited, and I hope Brentford uh, can get the win at Wembley. That would
1: be class. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So yeah, should we go around the different leagues around Europe then? Yeah, do we round up about who won? Because there's lots of them. I'm not even sure of. So it'll be good. Although I, I do have one Bundesliga fact. But you go ahead. Oh, lovely. Uh. So
0: we'll start with League 1, where mm-hmm. there are games currently being played, and the uh but that's just for uh the main i'm trying to get the standings here for yeah so uh as of speaking uh lille are top of the league we're playing a game as we speak on 83 points in second place psg who are currently winning 1-0 as well on 82 points there is a
1: point in this. Uh, hang on, hang on. There's a point in this, but there's several billion difference in the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, um, if I'd say, I mean, if Lille can win this, is that is that the French version of Leicester winning the league? Uh, I wouldn't say, mm, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, i give it that. Uh, although Lille, what,
0: it, it's kind of like seeing, uh, I don't know, Everton win the league, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, Lille, Lille would be in Europa League. They'd be in yeah. and the Champions League. They would be in competition. I get that, but Very true. feels obviously like, I mean, for years and years, it just looked like the French League was what? Marseille, Monaco or PSG every year. Uh, yeah, and it just got even
0: tighter there because Lyon have now pulled into third after scoring a goal to go 2-1 up. Uh, and now they are one point above Monaco who are drawing at the minute. It's all happening in the French League. How many how many Champions League spots do they get? Three, so oh, as, of well, there speak, you go. It's, as of speaking right now, Lyon, PSG and Lille are, are all, you know, securing the Champions League spaces where uh, and then Monaco, Marseille and Urin are uh,
1: coming up there. <laughs> and See, uh, French people, French people speak French, people speak Irish to the same noise. It's Rennes. Um, (laughs) Not not Rennie That's the thing you take for (laughs) fucking indigestion How many times
0: have we made that joke this season (laughs) Um, So uh, Teams getting relegated Uh, There's two definite teams down Uh, Is it How do you pronounce that N-I-M-E-S Nimes means uh it's kind of like memes but with ends uh yeah. and then Dijon as well uh getting relegated and at the minute uh, they have a playoff sp- spot so uh
1: hang on hang on hang on hang on did you mm-hmm. say Dijon are getting are getting relegated yeah you mean to tell me they couldn't cut the mustard Yeah. what that was a good joke why are you not laughing fuck you Jordan don't know why I do this podcast for you sometimes I'm just in awe of your comedic
0: brilliance. That's all I'm saying. Like.
1: <laughs> so in awe you couldn't even say the word brilliance properly.
0: I know. That's how fucking starstruck I am. <laughs> it's like my brain's that's moving okay. too fast for my
1: fucking lippies. Um, or, so, yeah. you, or your brain's going, is Dijon a type of mustard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It I... is. It is. That was a great joke. <laughs> American mustard. Uh, so yeah,
0: at the minute. Uh, uh, Brest. B-R-E-S-T. Uh, against Lolo, Um. So they are both on 41 points now with uh, Laurent being in 18th position, which will go into a playoff game against um, the person who comes third in league. 2. Oh, okay. That's how they work it out. Right? Yeah. It's the same with the Bundesliga. That's their kind of like system, how they set it up. Um, so yeah, let's go from uh, France to Germany. Uh we're, we're kind of season in the old Bundesliga, but uh, champions, no big surprise here, are Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Yeah. Bayern Munich. <laughs> I, was
1: like, I was like, I don't know if you froze or you're building suspense. I'm sorry for ruining that.
0: Pause <laughs> for dramatic effect. Da, da, da. Um. So yes, uh, Bayern Munich uh, won the league with a surprising low amount uh, in points, 78 points. Oh, well, maybe it was sort of a wee bit tighter. Mm, yeah, 24 wins, six draws and four losses. Um, uh, and then the other top four teams are Red Bull Leipzig, uh, uh, Borussia Dortmund
1: and Wolfsburg. Okay, okay. Um, um, my my two things that I learned about this year in the mm-hmm. old uh, Bundesliga was the phrase I sent you the other day, the Person. Oh, yeah. Which means heavy metal football, which is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Uh, And uh, the second one was on the last day of the season. uh, Robert Lewandowski has beaten Jared Muller's record of forty-one goals in a Bundesliga season, which is ridiculous. Yeah, best striker in the
0: world has to be.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: the Polish international is some player. Some bad news, unfortunately. Maybe not for Borussia Dortmund fans, but Schalke have been relegated, um, dead bottom. Of the league, as well as my beloved Wunder Bremen. Oh, not Wunder not Bremen, the other one. Wunder Bremen. Okay. So, yeah, uh, both of them go down, and Bremen, like, literally missed it by two points. They could have been in the playoffs place instead of Cologne, but yeah, it's not looking good. So, you're telling me that Cologne are coming out of this smelling pretty nice? Stop it. Please stop. For the love of God, stop it. <laughs> that that's two in a row. <laughs> Why weren't you this funny the whole season? <laughs> All right. So uh, we will move from the Bundesliga to Serie A in Italy. And uh, we've already spoke about this briefly already, but Inter Milan are champions. They got their Scudetto. Um,
1: w- whoa. Take that, Juventus. Yeah international boys uh yeah. yeah that's when was the last time they won the league we, we covered this already but I 10 forgot. years ago 10 years jesus christ
0: yeah and since then it's just been utter domination by uh juventus uh so yeah it's great to see the power shift in italian football coming ac milan so the two milan teams are finishing first and second yeah
1: be a which is crazy
0: soon. uh coming up third is at atlanta and as we speak juventus are third or sorry fourth uh, by a point, may I add? Does that so, mean they'll
1: miss out on a European spot?
0: Uh, potentially. Uh, so uh, the top four teams in Italy get a Champions League spot, uh, and currently they are draw. They are tied on points with Atalanta, who are in third at the minute, uh, with 78 points altogether. And there's games on at the minute. Juventus are currently winning 3-0, and Atalanta are, are losing 1-0. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that happens. I'm very uh, happy to announce that Napoli are above Mussolini's team, who are currently
1: losing 1-0 against AC Milan. Okay, well, AC Milan obviously trying to finish finish it the season strong. Here's Mm -hmm. the thing, though. If those two teams both finish first and second, both fans would probably want to be celebrating at the stadium, which they share. So that could be bad. It it could be, yeah, somewhat problematic. And uh, yeah, uh, if the
0: results at the minute remain the same, Jose Mourinho will not be in a European competition for, I'm pretty sure, the first or second time ever in his career.
1: Oh, shit. Well, wow, so yeah. he's taking on a team like buddies. You know. Yeah, Roma uh, Roma
0: are currently 8th in the Serie A, and Sassuolo are getting the last promotion uh, to the Europa- uh, European Conference League, the qualification round, that is. So, okay. yeah, very interesting. Uh, we will pop over to Spain, because that all finished up this weekend, uh, in La Liga. Uh, so, basically... I'm happy to announce neither Franco's team nor Barcelona won the league this year.
1: Atletico yeah, Madrid. just for something fucking
0: different. Look at that, man. I'm very happy. Very happy. Uh, yeah, Atletico Madrid uh, finished first, uh, Real Madrid
1: second and Barcelona third. Yeah, putting this idea out there, is Atletico Madrid's kit essentially just a fancy stuff? jersey <laughs> Uh sound off in the comments guys if uh <laughs> if <out>. you agree uh <laughs> um, no it's good it's good it's good to see something different as you i mean you talked about milan coming back into a, mm-hmm. a kind of dominance of power after so many years in the wilderness it's nice to see a change in the guard in spain because obviously that was probably from years ago the two teams that just had a shitload of money yeah so now firm, uh firm, especially for especially for inter or inter sorry um that's yeah, to be, to be the other team there. You know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. uh,
0: and uh, speaking today, Sevilla uh, have guaranteed their place in the Champions League next year as well. Okay. So we also see and Betas heading to the Europa League, and Villarreal are only getting into the qualification round. For so, if they don't beat United, they have to go through qualification to get back in next year.
1: Okay, who's who's the relegations
0: from? So the relegations are uh, Ebar fall okay. uh Faladiado.
1: oh they they lose three do they or two
0: yeah they lose three and Husica as well okay I'm, I'm not even sure who those teams are so neither am i i have only Ray heard shock. of ebar yeah uh probably the most well-known team that have finished near the bottom were 14th and 13th place levante and valencia
1: Oh wow, Valencia's real down in their luck there.
0: Yeah, that's, very that's much. a team that's
1: what in European Cup two years ago. Yeah. Wow. Very okay. very strange,
0: very strange. Um, but we'll round it off uh, going from Spain to our rainy, rainy counterparts up in the north, the Scottish Premiership. Uh, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Um, Rangers. <laughs> have...
1: I was about to. I was about to say there. We're in the north. Just do our. News, <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, yeah. sorry. We're in Scotland. Okay.
0: So yeah, uh, Rangers had an unbeaten season. So fair play to the lads. Uh, ah, but they're not the most successful club in Scotland this year. Yeah. Oh yes. This is actually great. We'll, we'll cover that as well. Um, so yeah, Rangers walk the league with 89 <laughs> points followed by Celtic. Um, and then mediocrity. Uh, Hamilton, uh, although I will say this, uh, the relegation group, uh, St. Mary, so they're for St. Mary and Dundee, United, Motherwell, Ross County, Kilmarnock and Hamilton. They are all the teams that can get relegated. And at the minute, so sitting bottom are Hamilton with 27 points, Kilmarnock, 28, Ross County, 29. So, you know, one win could get Hamilton to 10th. Uh, Motherwell, 35 points. Dundee, 39 points. And St. Marin 40 points.
1: Okay, so pr- pretty tight down there. Uh, Very who, tight. Who took, is it Lafferty? Who took him? Uh, Kyle Lafferty? No, wait. What Northern Ireland player got voted as Player of the Month in Scotland last week? Or last month? Oh, Liam Boyce? Was it Boyce? Yeah, I think so. I somebody else. No, he's playing for Burton Albion now, isn't he? Yeah. Or, no,
0: no, he's playing for Hearts now. I, I, I honestly don't know, man.
1: Um, it's probably Steve Davis for Rangers. No, uh, Kyle Lafferty currently plays for Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock? Oh, fair play. We yeah, on? he won. Um, he's, he's been basically scoring a bagful because he's put him into a team that doesn't score. So yeah. anyone who's fucking halfway decent can score. He won Scottish Player of the Month last month. So I was wondering how much he changed their fortune since he joined. Yeah. It's one of those things, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, so the relegation grip at the minute, it's, yeah, quite tight. So it's it's just one of those things where you know you're gonna to have to wait and see how things turn out, and yeah, all the European leagues, uh, Ajax obviously winning their league, uh, their Divisi, and yeah, that's injury time done for the season of football.
1: Oh no, I know it wasn't a league, but we what I wanted to mention was the fact that. Um... St. Johnson ended up oh, yes, winning two domestic trophies. That's making in the most successful Scottish club of the year. So take that, random Rangers. as fuck. <laughs> and also even more take that Celtic because you didn't win fuck all this year. <laughs> very so, very yeah. true Fun uh times, but yeah jordan beautiful wrap-up well played man. The yeah no
0: that is. was a that was a nice wrap-up um obviously uh this isn't our normal episode normally we do like different sections and stuff like that but with our special episode coming out this week the interview that we have uh with uh, former nhl or sean mcmorrow uh yeah that's going to be the the main kind of selling point for this week uh this is just yeah. like a little little i don't know after dinner mint that's probably the best way to explain
1: it it. it's a sorbet it's a palate cleanser (laughs) except except for all my terrible puns uh, hey they are what they are i'm happy you're here (laughs) hey hey you're you're just mad because you're the actual improv guy and i beat you (laughs) twice okay
0: quick as hands in the west
1: yes Uh, and go fuck yourself (laughs) yeah
0: Um, So yeah, uh, just just to to round up, uh, we'll obviously, we won't be taking a break. We're back uh, next week covering all things NHL, MLB playoffs will be starting soon. Uh, We'll be covering the hurling and the football. Uh, And guess what? We're doing a major tournament. The
1: Euros are coming next month. Very exciting. I'm very excited to like record things and watch them after work because they're going to be on like three in the day. I'm very excited. It's going to be good. Also, folks, if you've got any sort of random sports you want us to go on, a we look at, I'm all excited about that because we did talk about that at the start of the, yeah. the whole podcast. So anything you want to, us to go check, let us know.
0: We'd love to. We'd Can love address.
1: to. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much as for... Uh, no, oh,
0: no trivia around this week either.
1: Feels no, weird. no, let's, let's keep it clean. We'll keep it yeah. clean. Yeah,
0: so it's very it clean. weird. Uh, I would like to thank you, Darren, for your amazing puns. Uh, I'd like to thank myself. Uh,
1: for looking at a computer.
0: And I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I've been Jordan Robinson.
1: I've been Darren Matthews. See you next week. Bye.